Black Hill Energy, heating homes across County Armagh. Fill up your tank for a rainy day with County Armagh's fastest growing fuel company. For latest prices, visit our website at www.blackhillenergy.net or call us today on 02838 344 Black Hill Energy, Ansborough Industrial Park, Lurgan. Twenty-eight college last year, and again we have a four by four van in Arbo, which as recently as two days ago was out taking the nurses, um, transporting them in the snow. We're not just a lifeboat service in Loch Ness. We, we we can literally be tasked anywhere in, in Ireland. And it's probably very rewarding. It know? is very rewarding. Uh, very very rewarding whenever you go out and you can say to yourself, "We weren't there today." that person would be dead. That was the voice of Sean Rocks, chairman of Loch Ness Rescue, a non-profit charity organisation who provide an amazing and completely voluntary vital rescue service um, on Loch Ness and on any other body of water around the country um, when required. This is your Armagh Eye podcast host Elaine Ingram. I travelled the winding country roads last Monday evening until I reached the shores of Loch Ney in Ardbo, which is where one of three rescue stations that surround the loch um, is based. While the freezing cold weather had eased up a bit, it was still a, a wet night. Um, I was greeted by Sean, who had a great chat with me and explained all about the organisation, what they do in the community and especially how much they rely on fundraising to keep them going. Then um, Conrad, Cormac and Mervyn took me out for a spin on the boat, which is very impressive indeed. That gave me a bit of a taste of what a real call out is like. We didn't go out that far uh, because of the conditions, but um, it was freezing cold even at that, so I can just imagine what it must be like. And I have nothing but admiration for all of these wonderful volunteers who are on call 365 days a year, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Um, it's a wonderful thing that they do. So let's hear from Sean um, before we go out in the boat and then we'll hear a few words from Conrad after that. Hi, Sean. It's really nice to meet you. Um, I'm after I'm up here at your base in our bow. First of all, I suppose I just want to know a little bit about um, about, about the organisation. And you, you start, it started up, um, the Loch Ness Rescue started up in 1989, I believe. Now it was on the back of a very of a, a tragic incident. So could you maybe tell us a little bit about that? Yes, Elaine. Yeah, you're very very welcome, and thank you for making the, the long journey up here tonight. Yeah, Loch Ness Rescue formed back in 1989. Whenever the uh, David Gray Jr. had a, an unfortunate accident in the loch, um, and I suppose there was no lifeboats at that time, uh, and, and they were coming up from Ballyronan Marina, um, the, the boat started taking on water, and subsequently the boat went down. Um, there was local fishermen and fishermen and pleasure boat people from the likes of Kinigo and all the surrounding caves went out and tried to locate the guys. Um, and unfortunately, David Gray Jr. died. Um, so I suppose after that, then uh, David Gray Sr. was um, his businessman up in Lurgan and he then started doing some funding. Uh, and that's whenever we got our first boat into, into Kinigo. Marina. And he named it after, he named it in honour of his son. Yeah, he named it in honour of his son. And then, 
I suppose about a year after that, then the Arbo lifeboat station, or two years after that, ninety one, I think we became operational here in Arbo. Um, so now we have another station in Antrim. Uh, so we have three points of the lock covered, um, and that was always the plan from I suppose nineteen eighty nine that we would have the three points of the lock covered. People uh, might not realise like how big the, the lock actually is. It's like twenty miles. Isn't it? Oh yeah, and yeah, nine, yeah. Ma- nine, nine across. Nine across. It's the biggest freshwater lake in the British Isles. Yeah. Um, it is. It's one hundred and fifty odd square miles. Yeah, yeah. It's it's big big area, uh, of water, a big body of water, and also. Very deep, um, in, in places it can be up to a hundred foot deep. I know only uh, two years ago that we had a a, a a trawler that dug out the sand key, sunk in it, and sunk just in the edge of the run, which was one of the 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 deep parts of the lock. Uh, and you know, and that's sitting in 50, 60 foot of water. You know, um, so it's it's quite dangerous. Uh, thankfully, most of our callouts is to pleasure boats. Um, yeah. we do have the hard task at times to recover persons from the water uh, and only last week we had yeah, the hard task had a of, last yeah, week, yeah. you know um, going up to Fermanagh and it just shows you the the key things around winter time and, and the frost around keys and jetties and you see people out up in, up in the, the likes of Antrim and you have people in Lurgan going out in the icy waters we have posted out to our social media sites urging people just for water safety and icy conditions but the thing about that as well, yeah, is think icy conditions. People don't seem to realize that how, especially maybe teenagers and stuff, they think they'll go out and slide along on the ice and all that, and not realizing that it, could, yeah, you think, know, it could it could crack at any time, and then they're really in trouble. And then they're in trouble, you know. Uh, you go under the ice, and you it's, can't it's get cold. Back up. No, and it's cold water shock. We've seen the RNLI done a great, uh, a couple of years ago, done a great promotion on cold water shock. Um, and really, you know, people don't think. So what is the thing to do if you do happen to go into the water in, in, in ice like that? Is there any, what what should one do? Well, if ultimately if you go in on your own uh, and, and you know there's no way of coming out, what you should do is try and get onto your back and lie still. Um, and move as little as move possible. Move as little as possible. Uh, and then, you know, let, obviously try to alert somebody or... or but as um, a self rescue isn't an option. Yeah. Um, if you can self rescue, obviously go and self rescue. Um, and if that's not an option, then get onto your back, try and float. You know, float to live. We've seen that from the RNLI doing their big campaign of floating. Yeah. Uh, and obviously keeping then keeping as still as possible, so that your vital organs can keep as much heat as possible. Yeah. Because, yeah, because the cold, especially the weather we've been having. I mean, it's warmer tonight now yeah. than it has been, but. The conditions have been treacherous. Conditions have been horrendous, and conditions have been very, very bad for the, the likes of us. We were only out there yesterday, just in where we're at here in Arbo. The uh, local quay had where we take our boat out had frozen over, so we had to go out and break the ice just to maintain operational readiness in case we were called. Um, and really, the last time we seen that was the big freeze. Um, that we had to do that. Local fishing keys have started freezing over, and and of course we're seeing. In inland water ponds freezing, and people obviously going out and sliding on them, and that's what the the PSNI and the Coast Guard and ourselves have obviously put out about, uh, not to be doing it. But this year, I suppose, has been particularly very hard with COVID or last year, um, and what we do and what we need to do. Obviously, our volunteers. We've we've about circa sixty five seventy volunteers. That's with us full time as active crew. Then we have we have about twenty five. Or thirty 
honorary members that still be involved with the charity. And really, we'd be out every week or every other week on the streets collecting money. Obviously, that has had to stop because of COVID. But really, people this year have been donating in other ways online through just giving um, donations like that. And people have to, or, 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 or collection boxes be out in the shops. And, and they've been filling up fairly quickly. And we like to thank everybody for that. Um, we are heavily reliant on donations. We are, we are funded through donations. We we don't, we don't get a massive amount of money off any government body. We don't, you know, th- we have three really good councils that do give us contribute to our running costs for insurances and our fuel. Um, but any major repairs and stuff like that, we're relying on. Um, the likes of Department of Justice would give us grants for repairs and, and new helmets etc but day-to-day running uh, day-to-day PPE stuff like that really were funded from the public uh, and that's that's great so it is because the public see what we're doing um, and anybody that we rescue is only too grateful and do you think now you know we, we were just talking about the weather and the conditions and everything that people are becoming more more aware of of your service and you know things like more mountain rescue as well because there's been so much so many incidences of late you know yeah. do you think that that makes people more aware so they tend to um you know give more easily it does Lockney rescue for a long long time um we're in the shadows we, we we never promoted ourselves we never you know it was something that we just done we get on with we done we put our collection boxes out but really liam has took liam, liam has took charge of our PR is another one of our directors here and from we've really stepped up our PR campaign with go we go we go to call outs we are what we've gotten 28 call outs last year we post them on social media but it's only really of the last four months that we've got a a, a real good following now on our on our social media Facebook and our Instagram pages and people's now seeing what Lochney Rescue do and how diverse we are we're not just a lifeboat service in Lochney we, we we can literally be tasked anywhere to the, in Ireland yeah because you, know. you liaise with all the other groups and what happens when there is a call out I mean if somebody calls out they call 999 and um, then are you're contacted by the emergency services is that the way it works yeah so we as we put up all the time if you're in Loch Ney or any of the tributary rivers into Loch Ney or any, anything to do with a body of water really what you should be doing is ringing 999 and asking for the coast guard the Coast Guard will then task, depending on the Where vicinity, yeah, yeah. They'll, they'll task the RNLI or they task us, um, Loch Ney Rescue, or they'll task the Fire and Rescue, also have a swift water team. So really you have the Fire and Rescue and then we'd be the next major team. You also then have Community Rescue Service, you have swift water team, uh, but they, they're mainly working with the police um, and the police would use Community Rescue Service a lot. Um, but we are a declared facility. That's the important thing. We're a declared facility to the Coast Guard. Um, that means we get audited. Um, we have to do everything as per the boat code. Um, and, and it is really, it's there to protect our crew. It's there to protect us uh, as Loch Ness Rescue. Um, but really, you ring 999, ask for the Coast Guard, tell them where you're at, try to be as clear as possible, give as many reference points, they then task us through a pager system. Um, so we get a text message to our phone, and our phone then, everybody's our phone set up to do a special alert whenever it comes through. We also then carry a, a pager, 
and the pager goes off and it's really done in a sense of priority um if it's a call out or you know life's in danger the pager will be activated up to three four times so we know to get down uh, really quick if it's something like a boat is broken down needs a tow your pager will go off once and and you still go down to the station as quickly as you can but it's just a little bit less of a priority you know you're not you're 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 going down you know it's not going to be the same type of call out um but that, that's really it. We come in here. To how the long station. would it take in general, say if it was an emergency situation, how long would it take for you to get the boat out on the water and out there where, you know, what's the time frame? It'll be usually? six to seven minutes here in our boat. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. We, 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 we have a good call. See, where we have the advantage here is we're, we're not in a town. We're, we're out in the country. Um, Antrim and we Lurgan. We don't have to deal with traffic. We don't have to like deal that. with traffic. There's very little traffic. And we're in the unique position that four of our coxswains live within a mile and a half of the station yeah so uh, and then we have another 10 crew that live within two and a half miles of the station so we're in a really really good position here in our bow um so can go again their response time's fairly good can go would be 10 11 12 minutes so it's not bad for the town then we have antrim which would be on par maybe in around the 10 minute mark in antrim so um but like everything you'll you'll have it all falls into place whenever people's in a good location to get yeah. to the station. You, you know, our, our longest response time probably been around fifteen minutes. Yeah. You know, it's still, 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 a, still, still, a, still a good response time. Yeah. Um. You've got three boats now. We've got three boats. We well, we've we've got three main lifeboats. Um, we have two nine point five meter ribs, that one located in Arpo and the other located in Kinego. We then have an inshore lifeboat in Antrim. It's a small rib that is key to key to what we need in Antrim because Antrim is very shallow water. Um, it has provided a tremendous asset from it come to Loch Ness Rescue and has saved at least 10 lives from it has come. Um, we would be 19 minutes roughly from our boat to Antrim to launch the boat. So... We're now cutting down that response time by nine minutes because you have a boat because there. we have a boat there, and it can go into shallow water. Yeah, you know, so it is. It's a, it's a, strategically, it's a brilliant asset. Yeah. Uh, we also then have a what we call a major incident vessel, and that's located in Kinego. Um, that is, it's a big orange boat where we have plans into make it into. It's for the likes of, we're very close to the airport. And we have at calls at times of, you know, uh, we get a phone call right with a with an aircraft coming in here to Belfast that has got an issue, so the emergency services are scrambled put in standby. We'll be put in standby, so we are always preparing for that major incident of what if. So we have got our major incident vessel there. We're now having plans to put pontoons onto it so we can hold about a hundred people. That that boat will be able to hold a hundred. Um. So. So that would be if there was a, a you know, a boat that sank. That would be a, a major vessel or an aeroplane, yeah. something happened like that. Which fortunately you haven't had to Fortunately we haven't yet. had. Now we've, we've had, we've been on standby a few times. Um, we also then have three, we have three small ribs uh, for fast flowing water. Um, and they're located, one in Arbo, again, one in Kinego and one in Antrim. They go with our swift water team. We have trailers that go on behind Antrim has a 4x4 four four jeep. 
We just received before Christmas a brand new van in Kinego for Swiftwater. They have a trailer that carries the boat. And again, we have a 4x4 van in Arbo, which as recently as two days ago was out taking the nurses, um, transporting them in the snow. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, so we, we were called from the uh, the Health Trust in Cookstown to come and give a hand where nurses need to go to people that needed critical care, um, bloods taken, etc., home help. Uh, we took the nurses out in the 4x4. That's now the second or third time this year that we've, we've done that. That's crazy. Yeah, so it's it's just being in the community, helping the community as much as we can and not taking away the element that we are volunteers. Uh, there is nobody paid within Loch Ness Rescue. No active crew is paid within Loch Ness Rescue. So what type of people do you get then that t- that will what, that will volunteer to do this? I mean, somebody comes on board, they have to do a training. Do they have to have any background skills or is that just, you know, desirable quality or do you, do you, do you need to have, you know, experience on the water or, or ex- you know? No, no, no. You, you, that's the beauty of Loch Ness Rescue. You, you don't need to have a particular skill set. The training's provided. We've, we've, we've got a really good training team training managers um, you you would put in your name in a list we've got we've got a number of people that's looking to join and, and we, we hold a list then and whenever time comes to bring in a new crew we'll, we'll go to the list and really the criteria that we need is you live local to the stations um, you're willing to do your part in fundraising and you're willing to learn um, willing to and learn you're willing to be available at any time of the day or night any time day or night um, that's key yeah. So it is, uh, you know, we have got call outs on Christmas Day. We've been out last last year, Christmas Day, we were out, we're out Christmas Eve. Um, so it is critical that you're, you're, you're available. You will be, you'll get great skills. Uh, you'll get brilliant skills working with Loch Ness Rescue. You'll get your first aid. You'll get boat handling. And it's probably very rewarding. It know? is very rewarding. Uh, very, very rewarding whenever you go out and you can say to yourself, we weren't there today. That person would be dead. Yeah. You know, and we've had that. We we get that at least two or three times a year. You get that standout call out that you say, if we hadn't have been here, yeah. they wouldn't have been here. Yeah. You know. And it's you know it's probably it's one thing in the summertime when the weather's nice and everything else, and even you have the long stretches in the evening. So you know it's it's not so bad. But I mean, the people volunteering, you know, in these conditions, you know, in the cold in the dark and not knowing what they're going to come up against it's a fantastic thing to for anyone to volunteer to do it really is it is and there's no better place to be than being Loch Ness in the middle of the summer but there's no worse place to be in yeah. the middle of Loch Ness in the middle of the winter whenever you're getting out of your bed at three o'clock in the morning and your pages going and your heart's racing and you come outside and it's minus three degrees which it was the other night. Yeah, it was actually uh, minus eight. It's minus eight. Yeah, you, you you then come down into a boat that's doing forty five mile an hour across the lock, uh, and you maybe forgot your gloves in the station. You know, you have a serious serious wind chill. So, yeah. uh, you know, uh, we have the best of the best of equipment. We we, we operate with the same. We didn't equipment. always. We didn't always. No, no. The guys, whenever we started out, was. Uh, they were wearing tights. Tights and overalls <laughs> and tights in the hands, and you know, uh, definitely, we have we have a crew here. That has started thirty years ago in Loch Ness Rescue, and, and they're still here today. And they'll tell you the stories of, you know, going out and when I were alive. Yes, I had a <laughs> pair of socks over my hands, you know, or I, I was out in just my wellies, you know. Yeah, That's yeah. yeah. But 
the credit to them. Um, they done the job. Uh, we're very fortunate now that we've got our thermals and we've got our dry suits. Uh, we're we're very well looked after. Yeah, and that's all down to you know fundraising. It's all down to fundraising. Again. Yeah, yeah, public funding, uh, fundraising, or volunteers standing out in the streets, volunteers running events for us. Um, it's it's brilliant that we have bit of publicity there last night coming through on Facebook where two years ago or three years ago I believe it was that one of our crew um, was actually out in the boat him and his girlfriend had only been out a couple of months and that was a, that's a standout call out for me that um, if we hadn't have been there it would have been a different story we got a call and I actually come in and took the call from the Coast Guard and they'd said uh, we have two persons on a boat and the boat is taking on water uh, immediate launch so I said, right, I have a crew here where we're going to go. So our coxswain's come and, and we get on the boat and we were heading across the lock. And one of the guys in the back I spotted the boat had drifted on down from where the location was. He says, I think I see something over there. Just coming to the edge of dark. And all there was was the, the peak of the boat sitting up out of the water and two people clinging to it. And as we come closer, it become clear who it was and the shock of number one, who it was and just the incident itself. So they're very lucky that they just had mild hypothermia. But if it had a bit, that caller had to come thirty minutes later. Yeah. Good possibility that we wouldn't have seen them. That's yeah. Uh, that's amazing. Yeah. So that that was a standout, and I see Lauren actually is promoting there uh, for her birthday, thirtieth birthday. She's going to do a, a massive fundraiser on a twenty-four. She's doing a twenty-four hour workout through CrossFit. So. Oh, brilliant! That'll be. <laughs> Yeah, good. And um, yeah, look out for that. Look out for that on Facebook. Yep, twenty four CrossFit. Yeah. Challenge. Uh, so you were saying like sometimes it's things are more tragic. Um, the the, the call out last week or was it the week before? Yeah. That ended, um, with somebody who did lose their life or. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was a recovery, was it? It was. A, yeah. So we we had, we had got a call basically from the coast yard to go up and assist in, in from Anna or outside Anna Skillen. Um, that there was somebody missing, so we launched our three teams from Kinnegawarbo and Antrim. Uh, I was part of the team that went up to Enniskillen to look for the casualty. Um, and unfortunately, after two two and a half hours that we were there along alongside our our, our other partners in in this industry. Community Rescue Service and the RNLI was there. Uh, also, K9 support was there. Um, there was a lot of people there. There was probably 70 to 80 volunteers up there looking. Uh, so, And then, unfortunately, the casualty was located by the divers. Um, Lochnair Rescue and Community Rescue Service in partnership recovered um, the person. Uh, and, unfortunately, it's one of those things that we have to deal with. Um, it's not nice. It's not nice yeah, for a crew. Do, how do you deal um, with that when you come? Because that's something that you know is it must be a horrible thing to have to deal with. It is a horrible thing to deal with. Yes, the great thing about it is that you're bringing closure and helping the family, and that's the way you have to think about it. Yeah, is that if we weren't there and other people weren't there, these great organisations, um, it could be months before that family would get their loved one's body back out of the water. Yeah. So although it's sad, um, there is a sense of achievement and a sense of bringing closure yeah. and helping that family. Uh, and, you know, the family's grateful 
so the worthless from going up and helping and, and trying our best, you know, to, to save the person. Um, but you know, it's just it's one of those things. Unfortunately, with with we had two um recoveries last year on on Lochne to deal with. Um, so it's something that for new crew it can be particularly hard. So we we obviously offer our crew all our counselling and and we have yeah. all the people here. You know, um, so it's it's. We always say the new crew coming on, you know, this is also one of the criteria is that if you come on here, you could be tasked to seeing anything. Would so, you tend to try and, um, if you do know it's an emergency situation like that, would you tend to try and get more experienced crew out there? That are, or is it just that whoever happens to be? No, everybody's trained to the one level. Yeah. No, yes, you, like everything, you'll have more experienced crew and more crew that you'd, you, you would say has been there, done that, but... You only get a pager whenever you're competent. Yeah. If you don't have a if you don't have a pager, you're in training. You don't go. So it's really the first people that come. We go because we have a competency board here behind us, and everybody's signed off on that. Uh, and really, we we know that our crew is up to par. Yeah. So we have no issue with. It's just the first three crew that come. We get away as quick as possible. To, so it's just to the, the emergency first, whoever scene. gets there first, yeah. Yeah, generally on the boat, we, we, we operate with three as a minimum. If we know we're going to a major incident, we'll try and hold back because we have thermal imaging cameras and stuff like that. We need three crew to operate the boat safely. And then the next crew person will come in, they'll operate maybe the thermal imaging camera at night time. Uh, they'll do lookout, etc. If we're doing a tow and we know that a vessel's stuck fast on rocks, we then bring extra crew we maybe call in another boat. Nighttime and rough weather, as a minimum, we would launch two boats as a, as a safety protocol. So we would, we would launch our boat and launch Kinnego. One boat would cover the other boat in case yeah. anything would happen. So, you know, um, we, we do have good, we have good procedures and processes in place and, and real good training. And people probably don't realise as well that, you know, you think Loch Ness, you probably think of a lot being you know, calm, but it can get very rough out there. It can get extremely rough. You can rough. get, like, sea conditions. Really. Yeah, it, it can, and in fact, it would probably be worse to a certain extent. Or the current's bad out there, too. It's it's really... Loch Ness has, a, has three waves, as they talk about. Uh, three sharp waves. Um, people that's used to the sea would tend to get sick quicker on Loch Ness than really? they would in the sea, yeah. Uh, we're, you know, although the sea is a big floating wave... We have sharp waves here that, that definitely would shake a boat apart, you know, it's it's wow. and can get quite quite big swells. So people maybe aren't prepared for that when they're going out at times? No, no, certainly not. People's not prepared for it. People think it's a lock, it's never going to be that bad, yeah. you know. Uh, and it's quite shallow in places, although it's quite deep in places. It's also, as the other side of it, where it's quite shallow and, and you have to look out for the markers and stuff like that. So you do have a lot of people running the ground etc you've also got your people that yeah well if it. it is if it is going from deep to shallow you probably do get yeah, a lot of yeah, people running around we get a lot of that um so that's be our main call outs people people running the ground people boat breaking down um Loch Ness is also unique that it, or Loch Ness is also unique that it has got it, it's a working lock and has got big sand barges and it has got 40 or 50 fishermen fishing it every day whenever they could fish it yeah. Um, you know. We won't talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> so the uh, it's definitely it's it's an impressive look. Yeah. So it is. Yeah. Um yeah. and 
the boats themselves are very impressive. Yeah, our boats are very, very impressive. They're just the two main lifeboats here, one in Arpo and, and, and Kinigo is just back from a major refit of electronics. Um, we're now buying up to spec with our, with our electronics and just recently as last month that the, the Kinigo boat completed its refit. Um, so we can actually sit here in the station tonight and, and on my phone I can track where the boat's at and see where the boat's going, what speed the boat's doing uh, and all that, what the heading is of the boat. So it's, it's really, really good. No one's going to run away with your boat. Nobody's <laughs> going to run away with it, no. And it, it gives ourselves here, if we can set up a command unit, um, we would then say, right, obviously we take direction from the Coast Guard and the Coast Guard would relay with us in the station. We say, right, we're searching this area. We, we can see our search patterns. We can see where we've searched at. We see where we need to search. Uh, and Coast Guard, most importantly, can direct us to where they think whenever they do their analysis of whether it be a casualty in the water and they do a wind analysis and see how far they've drifted or a boat has drifted. Are um, there particular areas, I mean, that, that of, the, of the lock that are, you know, prone to more hazards or is it just depending on, you know, all those conditions you just mentioned? No, no, it's just really dependent on conditions and it's, it's depending on knowledge um, do you find a lot of people don't wear life jackets, things like that? Do you ever come across that? Yeah, we come across it all the time, people not wearing life jackets. And, and we do advise them to wear life jackets. We, we heavily advise life jackets. Um, but it's people's own choice. If they don't do it, they don't do it. But we make sure whenever we get on the boat with them or go to rescue them that they do put them on. Um, because something can happen we're towing a boat a boat can jig about so it's a must and if people don't have life jackets we carry life jackets on the boat so we, we insist that they wear them whenever we're there um, but it's just it's really enforcing that um, message of wearing life jackets the, yeah because that can be the difference it can yeah yeah. Tum Eel Fishery which is obviously in charge of the, the, the fish in Loch Ness and the fishermen they'd done a real good scheme a few years ago and give all the fishermen out life jackets so that was a brilliant scheme um, and the fishermen are really self-sufficient in Loch Ness. you very rarely would get a call out to a fisherman because they know the water they know where they're going they know what they're yeah. doing um, and it's only on the, the odd time where they get called out with the boat breaking down or something yeah. happening that they, that they would be called out to a fisherman uh, and even that uh, whenever you're called out you, you know exactly where they are because they tell you exactly and, and you go yeah. straight to them pleasure boats would be the key of trying to get people to wear life jackets um, people coming out maybe out for the day or launching a new boat driving straight out and putting it onto the rocks etc you know right. we get that you know people just learning them. yeah just, just they just just think they see a body of water and I can go out and just boom hit the rail yeah. and go um, which over enthusiastic yeah, yeah, just yeah to get yeah. out there get out there and, and, and hit it and go so yeah. that that's that's really what it, what we're doing. Um, what type of what what would the age demographic of your um or even the background demographic of your volunteers be? You know, would they be just you know regular people with ordinary jobs? And yeah, that? regular people with ordinary jobs. We have everything from farmers to fishermen to we have people in the healthcare. We have nurses. Yeah, we have doctors. Um. We have construction managers. We have directors of companies. You know, we have a good so demographic of people. All walks of, of people. life are represented all, all, there. All walks of life. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's a it's a real community led. It thing. is. Yeah, it is. Uh, and really, that's what we're about: helping out in the community and trying to help out in the community and doing what doing what we can, when we can, 
and also acknowledging that we are volunteers and there is only a, a certain amount that we can do in the community. We also have to, our primary role is keeping Loch Ness safe and keeping our crew close to Loch Ness to keep the boats, to be ready for a task at any time, you know, because it truly can come at any time. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to take a, a, a little... Yeah, we'll take a little trip out here. Um, we'll go to I'll bring this with me and see what way the sound is. Maybe give yeah. the listeners a, a taste of what, what it's really ah. like out there in the dark because it's nighttime here yeah, nighttime. now. It's dark and it's um, not... It'll, it'll give you... Uh, it gives the listeners a, a, a good understanding and a, and a good... Uh, of what we hear and what we do Yeah. Um, whenever we go out a bit of radio comms and, and the, the roars of the engine. That's all you hear at night. Yeah. So... Yeah. All yeah. right, then we'll do that now. So here we are now, heading out on the boat. It's pitch black, it's raining, <laughs> but I'm in competent hands. So I'm here with Conrad, who else? Cormac. Cormac. And Melvin. And Melvin. And unfortunately there's no stars in the sky, but still the water looks lovely and it's calm. So who wants to have a chat with me? Melvin. No, Conrad will talk to the talking to you. Okay, uh, he's trying to drive the boat. Oh, he'll be gone. <laughs> well, there's whenever we get out here. If you want, we'll just go for a quick wee blast and then we'll come in. Yeah. We'll just call them in. We'll just call in for the station, yeah. Where are we going? 25? 15. 15. So What's yours? 30? 30. 31. So, you? I'm surrounded by monitors here. Arbo Rescue, Arbo Rescue, this is Arbo Lifeboat, Arbo Lifeboat. Arbo Lifeboat, Arbo Lifeboat, this is Arbo Rescue, Arbo Rescue. Arbo Rescue, this is Arbo Lifeboat, for your information. Crew on board is 26, 38, 38 31. 31, Cox, 31. Uh, visibility per, uh, we are heading out to 15 to do a little exercise and then returning back to base. Over. Arbo Lifeboat, this is Arbo Rescue, that's all copied. Can you give us an ups normal every 15 minutes, every one five minutes please? Arbo Rescue, this is Arbo Lifeboat, that's all received. Arbo Rescue out. Keep this dry now in the meantime. Sure. So, we'll just go for what we're going to do is we're just going to head out to what we call Waypoint 15 and uh, we'll just power up so the guys will just keep a good eye on you, make sure you're happy enough and if there's at any point you want to get in touch, just let the guys know or chat and we'll, we'll slow down. But we're just going to power up here. Right. Okay.
Everyone okay? Yeah, all yep. good. And we're coming back in now. Well, that was great. Just with the, I want to keep you out too long just with the weather and a wee bit of rain. Yeah, no. That was great. Cold in there. That was great. No, it was because of the rain and stuff on your yeah. face and all, it wouldn't... So they're all in the water now, um, steering the boat in. I'm not going to get my feet wet. 
I'll wait till we're back up on the ramp. Oh God, yeah, I would say so. Bye. Thanks very much, guys, for looking after me out there. <laughs> no problem at all. You're welcome. Welcome back anytime. <laughs> yeah, I think I'll come back in the nice sunny day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you see a bit. But you can really feel the power out there of that boat and all your um, your monitors and you know how much work it actually takes. Probably the training probably is quite intense, is it? Yeah, there's an extensive training program, and uh, fortunately, you know we're always looking at refreshing and, and, and updating our skills. The equipment on this boat is actually fairly fairly new, uh, at a recent refurb, so there's been a bit of training uh, uh, required just to again get get. Uh, Get up to speed with uh, the state-of-the-art equipment. We've been fortunate enough that we were able to um, upgrade that throughout the la last year. Uh, Sean may may say that we also have uh, one of our support boats that um, is going to go for a complete refurb as well yeah. and bring it up to uh, state-of-the-art rescue boat. Um, say last year, difficult year for I suppose any organisation, and especially with us. Been been voluntary. Um, we try to we try to use, it, I suppose, turn as much of a negative as possible into a positive. So uh, where we had a bit of downtime and training, and, uh, what we did was we refreshed and looked at our at our training elements and how we could update those, and spent a bit of time uh, updating certain documents and, and 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 seeing how we could perhaps. Uh, simplify some of the key elements or training and, and bring it up to, to speed and uh, a lot of the downtime was spent on that you know for from various members so um, again fundraising was, was greatly affected throughout last year um, but uh, fortunately enough we we've always had the strong support of our local communities and yeah. uh, you know they do what they can when they can whenever we need it so we're very fortunate that roof but yeah, look, going into this year, I think we're uh, hoping for for a better better thing. You know, get back to a bit more normal training, normal uh, like normal college stuff like that. So we've been very fortunate. Uh, that again, as I say, the community is a big thing around here, and three or three stations. And I say, I'm sure Sean's touched upon. You know, the building of a new station in Kenigo. Yes. And uh, moving into the the new station in, in Antrim. So all stand to look at the positives. Yeah. We're we're blessed with a, a very good crew and you know, that's so that's the key asset, you know, the crew. You know, and it's and continuing to grow. I mean you've grown over the years and you know, it's continuing to grow and there's much more public awareness now. It seems to be you know, you're becoming more well known, so that that can all help in terms of fundraising. Exactly, that's right. That's yeah. right. And uh, you know, the uh, the organisation is, is, is trying to give back more to the communities as, as we can, whereas primarily a, a lifeboat organisation and 
Yeah, he told no me expo. about the Sean told me about the nurses and the Yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah, which was a great that's a great thing. So it's yeah. it's not just about being out, it's just being a community group that helps out wherever you're needed. Exactly. Exactly, yeah. you know. Um so very fortunate to have a good group of people here. Yeah. Uh, you know, and uh very fortunate that we've we've good assets that we can help give back to the communities, you know. So. Okay. Um it's been really nice and thank you so much for taking me out in the boat. It really gave me a feel. I hope I hope our listeners got a, a sense of what it's like up here and and what you what you do and how much it takes like for volunteers like you to come out and commit so much of your time and you know, whatever y you come across you're you're ready to deal with and hopefully most of the times the outcomes are good and it's all positive. So yeah. thanks again yeah. very much. Um, uh, thank all you very you. much, Elaine. Yeah, th thanks for coming and, and, and thanks for, I suppose, uh, highlighting the activities that we do here. Um, it's key and, and, as I say, it's important and we're getting into more social media and, uh, and if your listeners can, you know, get onto Facebook or Instagram and come and follow us and get a feel for what we do, um, help and support in any way they can. Uh, and thank you, and, and hopefully we, we have a better year this year and, and we get rid of this awful COVID. Yeah, hopefully. Hopefully, I think yeah. we all feel the same about that. All right, thanks a lot. Thank lads. you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Arma Eyes, latest podcast sponsored by Black Hill Energy. I hope you enjoyed listening to that as much as I enjoyed doing it. Um, there are a wonderful bunch of people up there in Ardbo. Um, make sure you watch out for our next podcast. You'll find it right here at Arma Eye, where you can also get all of your local news. Black Hill Energy, heating homes across County Armagh. Fill up your tank for a rainy day with County Armagh's fastest growing fuel company. For latest prices, visit our website at www.blackhillenergy.net or call us today on 02838 344 223. Black Hill Energy, Ansborough Industrial Park, Lurgan.